Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I'm Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Too Old to Die Young, Volume 4 is The Tower. So, obviously full spoilers for the episode, as always, as we're talking about it. Um, we It's been a week since the last episode went up, review-wise. Uh, apologies for that, that was not intentional, things have just been very busy. Um, the bizarre upside to it is that now, like, summer has properly arrived, it feels like we're in L.A., it feels like we're under the the heat. <laughs> we're dying, is what we're saying. <laughs> it feels like it. I've, I've got a fan blasting in my direction now because otherwise yep. I'd be I'd be dying. Uh, so yeah, episode four. Um, what's funny is that multiple multiple people via comments and Twitter now have said to me, "I can't wait for you guys to get to episode five. Multiple people. So. I'm excited. I'm excited about episode five, but we're here to talk about episode four. We've not seen episode five yet, um, and we—I I, I actually I had to like go through the episode again. I took a few notes, just to scene headers, just to kind of keep me on track with what, what happened. Um, and I just want to point out though, before before I get to anything else, I want to point out my favorite line of the, of the episode, my favorite line of dialogue. I think I know what this might be. Seriously, what's going on with the ducks? The ducks are dead. Very deadpan as well. Very deadpan. He says, as, as he's walking out the door, he says, the dogs are dead. Are the dogs? The ducks are dead. And he just walks out. Uh, that really made me laugh for, for all sorts of reasons. Uh, but let's, let's go through it in order. So, opening scene was Janie on, on the bed, Martin staring at her. And then we view a lot of the scene after that point through a mirror, where he crawls over to her. Yeah. You have thoughts on this, maybe? <laughs> I, I do indeed. Um, I think the, the the use of the mirror is interesting. I've not done that at all up to this point. Uh, at least I don't recall any of it before this. No, not, not, none before this, but also I think one of the big themes we're talking about is power and the idea that yeah. this, this may not be real power, this may just be pretend, but certainly... He wants her to feel like she has power right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and, and reflections are you know a, a theme used across you know a lot of film and TV. Uh, yeah, and you could say something about it only appearing this way in the reflection. You know, we only ever see this this him being on his knees. It's kind of a, a bit of an illusion. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Um. So so that was that, and then we have a scene, and well, he, he goes and murders. He's got, he's got a, a, a kill that night. Uh, which I noted that um, I am positive this dude was stuffing stuff because he's just lying in his underwear, and I'm like, that is a chunky bit. Either this dude is like one of the most well hung dudes I have ever seen, or he is stuffing stuff down mm, there. Well, that was a Pringles can. <laughs> <laughs> it was just this big thing. Well, because it wasn't even like a, a long shape; it was more just like it was really stuffed, as if it was like really padded. Um, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if ref in like his direction was just like, no, no. We need to make his dick look bigger. Let's just shove stuff down those underpants. We need, <laughs> we, need, we, need, we need to show it off. Um, but he gets up after watching a movie, um, and it's Martin. He's there, and he, he, as soon as he opens the door, he immediately just shoots him, and that's kind of what gets us into the opening it's title. Very casual. Very casual. He's, he's gotten very used to it. I think there's also something. To say. I, I don't know what movie the guy was watching. I didn't recognize it, but I think there's something to be said again about. And it's kind of more about the next scene, or one of the next scenes that I'm going to talk about, which I think is a big thematic thing for the show in general, but is the idea that this guy is distracted by the the frivolous, like, you know, 
the lights that we use to distract ourselves in this case entertainment right you know in this case yeah. tv um more on that in a, when i get to this this scene coming up in a bit but uh, we get this long scene in a support group and it seems to be specifically uh, cops or vets who have had to kill people in the line of duty and we hear this this one story from this guy greg uh, as the camera does this this you know perfect you know 360 pan around the entire Very circle stylish. of people yeah and we just hear him talking the whole time you know and it, re- it reveals our, our characters both martin and, and vigo are there and it keeps going around um and you know he talks about you know he, he, he shot this guy but he didn't even know there was a girl in the back seat until he saw the dead body and it, you know going on, going on about this and again violence has been a big theme in this show and this all you know makes sense to include but yeah, but I think it's interesting here that we're dealing with almost the, the consequence of violence to themselves, right? Um, mm. uh, before violence has, has been kind of something, uh, it's been very glorified. Uh, it's been, uh, or, uh, you know, glorified at first, and, and like, as I said at the start of this episode, kind of just casual. Um, yes. This is kind of the first uh, indication of it showing, uh, having an actual impact. Yeah, I, I think even though Martin and uh vigo used fake names here and you know vigo if he's been coming to these groups a lot might have always been using a fake name um yeah i think it's in, i do think he does genuinely come to these though because he does have to deal with this as, as on top of using it to scout out potential you know targets or you know whatever like because he clearly has yeah. been through a lot in the fbi and he, he clearly has you know i think he is concerned for the way that um the the way that martin feels or lack thereof for for what he does and i, I think this is yeah. part 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 of his uh internship or uh i'm sorry apprenticeships maybe a better phrase but yeah yeah because you know a big part between them was you know the the scene of the the diner where uh my asked oh do you know do you feel anything because he, he doesn't feel anything at all mm. and and this feels like a way of introducing it's like hey no these are the these are the emotions maybe you should be feeling you know and maybe hearing it from other people who have kind of gone through it will, will kind of make him realize that it's okay to to have those feelings and, and maybe you know maybe he's subconsciously repressing them rather than just not having them. kind of i i think it's well i think we have to go to the next scene to really talk about this but before we get to that let me just um round this one up where we find out when because they, they, they talk to the guy who runs the meeting they don't go with them to the bar uh, and I did kind of like the joke there. Where he's like, "It's not AA. We're not, <laughs> we're not alcoholics." Like, even though it feels it's that type of meeting. <laughs> That's not what we're yeah. here to talk about. Um, and they're like, "No, no, no. We, we've got some place to be." And Vigo, when they get out, says, "Like, oh, that guy Greg, by the way, has been raping his daughter for years." Um, which notably, again, it, this is still a, a, a sexual assault case, and still a yes. child. Uh, the, the, the Vigo seems to be targeting the, the the perpetrators in these types of cases, and he goes up and uh, kills the guy, and it's a. Uh, gloriously visceral splat against the window when he does it is yeah it's very good very good uh but so we have this scene and i think this is one of the most important scenes we've had so far which is vigo and martin up in the the hills looking over the city uh Mm. and vigo gives this monologue this this speech and it's partly why i said i like as much as i kind of agree with it just what you were saying before i don't think it's so much that he wants Martin to exactly feel everything that these people are feeling and like actually have that empathy, like sort of, or or just experience it himself. Because because one of the things he talks about here is is that no, you're like me now. You you you've noticed the way the world is and you're kind of outside of it. I, I think he in this scene he's kind of admitting that he, 
he's kind of like that too, but he also still manages to have empathy for the people that are in it. Um, because yeah. ultimately, he says at the end, you know, someone has got to protect the innocent, you know, protect the, the people who are not prepared for this, which is what he sees himself as doing. And he goes on this big speech about uh, the, the city of lights, the stretch further than the stars now do, and the... He talks about how, you know, when we started, we had to provide for ourselves, but now, now the pack provides for everyone, so we've all become we've become complacent. Um, and it was something that I was really noticing throughout this episode after this speech, is just how Martin's separate from everyone else, where they get into whatever community activities or distractions, whereas he doesn't. He just kind of observes. He's just an observer in a world that he doesn't fit into. Um Yeah. And that's that's kind of interesting. Um, so the idea that it is all going to shit again, and that like you know, Vigo thinks yeah, there's going to be floods and and fires, and like you know, the civilization is going to collapse because plague upon us. Yeah, it's, it's unsustainable. Uh, but so, some of us have to protect the innocent, and that's what he sees himself as doing. So it's, it's a very weird, detached kind of cold way of doing it, but it is still very much try to set him on the hero path of no, no, you have to have a purpose. You have to. It is, yeah. I I think the the key difference to them is is the the empathy that that Vigo clearly has, uh, as I say, he he still feels very separate from everyone, mm. but he has a an understanding, he has a a morality to him that, that even if he feels separate from everyone else, he still feels connected at least on some level enough to want to you know choose who to protect. Whereas, well, uh, which which is why they take take us to to the the meetings. Well, I, I think there's like an odd symmetry here as well, where his one tether to the world is his mother, who we see a couple of times. She kind of wanders out and is is with yeah. the horse. Um, but we also, I, I think, Janie's kind of the counterpoint to that. Like the one tether that Martin kinda has, you know. I mean, how 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 strong it is is is, is very debatable. But it's the one personal relationship that he really has is, is Janie. Um, it is, yeah, and I, I do um, wonder if there's almost an intentional thing here, where you know, in one end, it's like the the old mother, the old woman who's near death, and then it's the the young girl who is barely beginning her life, you know, on opposite ends. Kind but, of but in both cases, it's the women that ground them and kind of yeah connect them to reality. Uh, but no, that was a fascinating speech, and I think it really sets up a lot of the the, the core things that I was thinking about for the rest of the, the the episode, and probably what I'll be thinking about for the rest of the show is just kind of the various things that he was hitting that here. <laughs> And how it separates Martin from everyone else. Like, um, it's very interesting. It's very it's it's it's, it's almost like because I remember when the show was announced, they were talking about how it's kind of an urban samurai tale, and I can kind of see that a bit. Like, I'm almost like I don't want to say the phrase superheroes, right? It's not that, but there's definitely this but thing vigilante of vigilante is very much applicable. Oh, sure, sure, but I, like, I wasn't trying to bog it down like the the. The definition of what they're doing per se but just i'm talking about more them realizing they're separate and different from everyone else so i don't think vigilante i mean they are technically vigilantes but i mean more in the, the way they feel in this the, the way that he's discovering that he is not one of them like he is separate from everyone okay. else yeah like so i, I don't want to call him a super because he's not but like kind of that feeling of like okay i am on the outside of this but I feel like I can do some good for everyone else, kind of thing. Or he's discovering that he can, and that's kind of his journey in this episode. Is that he kind of wants to feel like he is doing something for yeah. that, that's worthwhile. Um. So no, I, th- I thought that was very interesting. Uh, and then we got a scene with Vigo, and he's with Diana, uh, <laughs> Jenna Malone's character, because we we were just running through the names before the episode started because we were like, oh, like uh, just remind ourselves because it's been a week since the last review and whatever. And we got to Diana for Jenna Malone. And went, I don't remember Diana. Was that was that her name last time? 
because I wasn't even looking at the list. So people just go, you know, Martin, Vigo, Diana. I went, Who the hell's Diana? <laughs> and I think it's because we were just calling Jenna Malone last episode, like the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so he's at her her place and she's it's very trans like again, but she's asking, Do you trust him? And he says yes. And she says that she sees something special in him and Again, this idea that he's separate and that they are kind of special, like you know, like, um, like, it sounds a bit hokey when you put it like that. It, it? it does sound hokey. I'm, I'm, I'm actually thinking about more of a, more of like a, a Twin Peaksy kind of thing, like almost like he's oh, some. We'll get to the Twin Peaksy things. Oh well, there's definitely other Twin Peaksy things, but just, just in the, the way that like, it's not that so and so characters who are special are like superhero special it's more just like they have the the gift of of a different perspective and think about things differently or or, or whatever it is um yeah but you know the, the idea of like but it was funny though because like because it makes me wonder like how he started this and was was diana there when vigo started doing his thing because it made her, it makes her kind of feel like and forgive this but kind of like his watcher and that she recruits new people like him uh, or at least gets him to recruit the next one. There, there, there was no need to use the word watch for that. Handler was fine. No, watcher, just like the hit television show, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, that, that that was forced and shoehorned in, because the watchers aren't recruiting the, 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 like, the, the slayers like Look, that. Look, I actively avoided using the phrase chosen ones when talking about how they're different, because I didn't want to overdo it. But you forced my hand. No, no, no. She's a handler. It's very different. She's providing the jobs, giving some, you know, a push oh, in the right I, direction. Let's not gloss over the providing the jobs part. She she isn't just like getting it from. Or maybe she is. Maybe maybe she's like just pretending she's like getting it from the ether. But the way she presents it in this scene is she just kind of like makes them turn over some stones or or whatever. And it's like, okay, your next target is this dude, and he's been he's been raping people, and he's because he's a gym teacher or a coach. He's been you know raping his kids. She she definitely researched before she went in and went. Screw with his head. <laughs> I'm gonna have some stones for me. I'm gonna appear to be mystical when really I'm just using my job yeah. to like find people. But then, but then again, I don't necessarily get the impression though that would she know? Unless, unless she's specifically counselling kids who are like telling her like these things and and some sort of privacy, like which I think she maybe is. Might. Yeah, she may be. I mean, given the uh, the the kid from you know the from before, yeah, uh, yeah, Martin's first target. Yeah, very possibly. Um, but, you know, just to spot mentioning. Um, or does she still use the stones thing to sort of like decide which next job you'll take? Like, you know, she has several. Maybe it's, it's one of three. Yeah. And I'll basically yeah. make him pick out a hat, which one he'll take. But. Yeah. Uh, very Thank interesting. Um, so, and notably, he covers his, one of his eyes. Is it is it the fake eye he covers when he's at the end of the scene? Uh I'm not sure which eye covered actually. Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, the problem is, is that um, because of like just shoot. Obviously, he puts in a fake eye, but he just looks like he has two normal eyes most of the time. There's no yeah, yeah. obvious tell of which one's the. I think the um, fake one. There's a there's a symbolism e- either way, right? Is okay if he's covering the real eye, he's kind of choosing to be blind. Uh, about well, it. either he's choosing to be blind or he thinks that his lost eye gives him like some sort of uh, connection to something. Like, you know, it's like his, his trauma is what connects him to the victims or, you know, like it's some mystical reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if he's covering the yeah. fake eye, 
then he that's wa- actually uh, arguably maybe more interesting because it doesn't need covering, right? Because there's already he's already not seeing out of it, so it's a conscious choice then to cover that up. Um, it it's almost a shame. Yeah. Like, you know, covering it out of shame, you don't want well, people to see it. Yeah, if the, if the spirits are coming to tell him who to get to next year, he doesn't want the spirits to see his eye. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it works either way, I suppose. Um, so, but he has a track coach, um, and then the next scene is in the police station, and my note for this uh, is just TGIF, and then also fascism. So, <laughs> and, and also, something you, you obviously didn't write down is. I'm pretty okay. So anyone who watched uh, any of our E3 coverage and saw the Bethesda conference will we'll <laughs> know that there was a there was a guy in the crowd kept going yeah, and we were like, hey, that's got to be a paid actor. Oh sure, but do you find him? <laughs> you think we found him? He was him? in the scene. I, I could hear him. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's Friday and they've got like a, a staff meeting, uh, and the captain has got a ukulele. Around his yeah, back, yeah, yeah, yeah and they're all really happy. And he gives this speech about you know being successful cops and standing up for each other, um, and everyone's like so super excited and cheering and happy. And Martin the entire time is just kind of like, just sat like, what the hell is going and, on? And this here? goes back to what we said earlier, where I was noticing after that that speech from from it's Vigo, so detached and alone. Yeah, like everyone else is, and it's kind of accentuating it to, the, to this extreme where they're being ridiculous. But this idea that he like he sits there and he stands out compared, you know, that's the, I mean, this is his doogie moment if you want to call it that. I mean, <laughs> it feels very doogie to me in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. Of course, the, the, the it was the opposite in Twin Peaks, though, where doogie was the the over the top wacky one, and everyone else was like, "Doogie's weird." What's going on here? Um, yeah. Uh, except no one actually reacted that way because you know Lynch. But um, so and then, I, I feel like that applies here as well. Yeah, but then then he. So the captain then like does a little song, but then he gets them to, or I don't know if it's a song last three, but he does the the thing I first. Think the song's last. The song's last. The, the song is he he plays like you know thirty seconds and then just goes Jesus. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you know, whatever. But he's he's just like give me an F because I I was genuinely the first you know when I watched this I was like oh what's this spelling out because he's like give me an F give me an A give me a C and then I thought is, is the next letter T because like give me your know, facts they, 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 you know because the cops are like no the facts the truth you know like well, where's this going and then instead of like another letter he just goes give me an ism and I'm like wait what <laughs> and then everyone in the room starts chanting fascism and they don't quite do the the, the Nazi salute but they're putting their arm you know their, their fists out kind of in that way um it's more fist pumping though it's, it's more fist pumping but they're all doing it with the same hand and it couldn't help i couldn't help but like see the the almost visual of them actually doing yeah. the salute and yeah like martin is just sitting there looking around and he doesn't even crack a smile does he doesn't react he just kind of like this is a perfect role for miles Teller. If if he was standing outside right now he'd have spat at the end of the scene yeah, because yeah, he spits he a lot. <laughs> that's, his, that's his like main character trait. Um, so no, very, very, very weird, quirky, and this is a very David Lynch. This feels like a, this feels like if we go back to that Twin Peaks season three, this feels like a sort of scene that you might have expected in that office building, right, with the the office workers. It's it's exactly the sort of thing that wouldn't have surprised me in that part of the show. I was so into the scene in a way that I feel like I shouldn't be. I just. I don't even know. I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know what the appeal is, but just 
I was transfixed. And, and, and then uh, that kind of goes in with a lot of Lynch's quirk in the story, right? And it, it's kind of, you know, it does. reference to pulling off, and not every scene's like this, but reference got a lot of Lynch's scenes in this but in the when show. When he goes for it, he commits and yeah. he's pulling it off. And obviously, I think there's uh, some more surface level things we can mention, like, okay, is, is this saying that, you know, police is like just only a couple of steps away from fascism? You know, the way that the cops work in, in yeah, this station yeah, in LA, the, in the, the world, chief whatever. Was kind of like their dictator. Yeah. Um, you know, so I mean, there's some more obvious things to read into there, but it was certainly Martin's sort of reaction and detachment from it. And I think also the idea that these these cops, these idiots, are never really going to affect real change. And if he wants to actually change and help things, he has to do it outside the system. Um, yeah, like Batman. I thought we weren't going the Batman route. <laughs> it was just. You can, you can hold off for five minutes it's because it was very sim- what i just said there was very similar to uh like the john blake speech no i know at the end of the rises just, so just no need uh-huh. no no need at all i'm just pushing things on my desk a little bit because fireflies about to hit them off um so this is he gets he gets to the message that you know some dudes out down at the reception to see him and it's vigo and he wants to go on a drive he, he just says you get time for this is where the ducks come this on. is where the ducks come in he's like you got time for a drive he's like yeah and ultimately well, i'll just skip to what the actual drive is it's just them going to kill this uh this target that he was given by by diana uh which wonderfully with a golf club willie's playing golf I, I i love this the simplicity of i'm just grabbing a club out of his bag of golf while the guy's like you know practicing he's driving you know he's yeah which comes up whacking the back of the head which for the record um he's he's practicing he's driving he's you know he's, he's on he's living on a hill and he's hitting off the hill right uh, which would be fine yeah. if he was on like the, the beachfront or something it was just hitting into the water but i could see like houses and shit like <laughs> Like you know, it was like it was like buildings. And... I, I, I think that's just the point that the 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 lack of caring from the rich. I'm not saying it's a mistake. I'm not saying there's not something to read into it. I'm I'm, I'm pointing out the absurdity of it. I, I mean, I would say it's probably still one of the least absurd things in this entire episode. So I mean, you know, I, I didn't really stand out that much to me. Look, I'm just I'm pointing out right. Point out, um, but yeah. So basically, Martin to cover for the cop who's at the reception is like, oh yeah, there's a dead duck case. There's ducks in a pond, and he's he's walking out because there's a weird scene where he goes back in to get his jacket, and like two of the idiot cops are like, oh, we're gonna play a prank on the the captain. He's interviewing this you know this cop for this this position today, but they're going to just have this mannequin sitting in there instead, and they think it's hilarious. And my probably the the best line del- delivery that that um what's his face Teller's ever given in his career is when he just says here. That's funny. Yeah, uh, and then leaves. I, I, that line delivery was was great. I'm telling you, this this is the role he was born for. It was not that stupid Whiplash. It was it was this. It was this movie. It was this it show. Was, and I love Whiplash. <laughs> I love Whiplash. But. The fact that he doesn't have to emote at all, <clears throat> and you just want to punch him in the face. Yeah, Webblash is, is all about Webblash is all about JK Simmons. It's all about JK Simmons. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, da 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 da. All right, so, uh, yeah. So that was the same with Vigo's mum and the horse, and we get kind of a nice little montage here. I thought the music was very sweet. We see him getting treatment. Diana goes to be with him while he's getting treatment. Yeah. Uh, which was was very sweet. The music was very serene. Actually, I think this was the uh, was this the choral piece that came in here. 
yeah yeah because yeah. um, uh, then because the, 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 the last part of it is when it transitions to the crime scene at the kitchen which is you no know, what i wanted to mention is that choral piece was actually a recurring theme in the mexico episode uh it was the 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 daughter's theme i can't remember her name you know the the adoptive daughter the adoptive daughter yeah yeah yeah, yeah that was kind of her theme uh thank you that, that was kind of her theme in that episode uh, so I thought it was a really interesting use here because you know that was the well. I mean, this is the thing. She she is also, woman. but this is the thing. She's also been a vigilante, like yes, in in, in Mexico. So you know, there's the other correlations to take there. Um, and then I've <laughs> I just wrote down my final note for that section was stabbed because you know Janie calls him and she he's like, "What are you doing?" And she's like, "Ah, oh, I just got home from school. You know, doing my homework." Uh, I need I need an adjective. Uh, well, it was, first she says, "Yo, where are you?" He's like, "I'm in a freezer." Why? I'll explain it later. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. I need an adjective, and he just looks down at the dead body in the corner, and goes, "Stabbed." <laughs> so, oh, I like that stab. <laughs> also, what homework is a high school senior doing where she just needs a random adjective? It's called Mad Libs. <laughs> <laughs> which hell even her dad in a minute you know in the next scene when she's like, i've got homework to do and he's like you're a senior who's already getting accepted to colleges i call bullshit <laughs> what do you need to do homework for now <laughs> and quite prestigious colleges at that yeah 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 um but uh, i i, I like this and again it was kind of showing how separate in the world is how cold he is he's literally in a freezer as she's lying next to a window like covered in the sunlight like you know it's very you know, contrast yeah. be- between the between the two positions, and we transition to her, uh, where she goes to see her dad, uh, and she's got an early acceptance letter, and he's all excited, and we have uh, this this long dialogue scene where she's sitting there, and it's like, yeah, I'm waiting on two more. I've got like seven letters or whatever so far. Not... big one, like this one. I came in, and it, was it Harvard? This one? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> it was. It was one of the big ones. Yeah, and she. You know, she's like, I'm not, I'm not to say what I'm doing yet. I don't know if I want to go, so don't pressure me. And he's like, you know, he's like, do you talk to Martin about these things? And she's like, we don't really talk about that stuff. He's like, I don't imagine you two doing much talking. Everything a father wants to say to his teenage daughter. Um, so yeah, and she kind of goes, oh, dad. He's like, I'm a father. I'm here for that. But like, no, you're not. No father would ever want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no father wants to joke about his daughter having sex. That's the last topic you want to bring up. Yeah. Oh, but anyway, uh, so he makes all this offer. He's like, you know what? You'd be wasted in in college. Like, you 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 walked the can red carpet at fourteen. You did this. You know, you had a, a a piece in the New York Times or whatever it was when you were fifteen. Like, you know, just go straight to work. Work work with me. Like, not not as my employee, but as a partner. And I got millions. You can do whatever the hell you want. It was hundreds of. He actually specified, I have hundreds of millions to play with. Was what he said. And. I thought, okay, and part of this is a power play is like to make her closer to him than Martin, like to give her this career path that might lead her away from him. But it's also a weird thing where it keeps her close to him, you know, because she's not going oh, yeah. away. Oh yeah, it, she, she... It, it's equally. I mean, maybe not equally, but I think it's first of all to keep her close to him, but it also has this effect of this may also kind of like put her in a, a different world from Martin, and they'll realize they're more different than they can kind of hold on to because you know he's. A cop slash vigilante, and she's got this, you know, big job. I don't even know what his comp- what his company is. Some sort of art I, thing. <laughs> I don't think it's actually told us, and I think that is probably intentional. Yeah, probably, probably. Um, so I think um, that's pretty much the scene. Uh, but they do kind of embrace at the end of it. 
you know, she doesn't make make a choice, but he does bring up her mother and that she shouldn't feel any kind of guilt or you know or no regrets over what she's doing uh kind of yeah. because of that so mm. so anyway um uh, i'm just replying to a message here <laughs> just this is a so unprofessional so but it's important all right uh is it really is it's very it's that very someone asked for a buffy reference i need to give them a buffy reference but is that genuinely what you're doing no it's not i'm just that was my my, my fun jokey answer for the audience who like my buffy references yeah, well, i wouldn't put it past you um <laughs> i'm texting a message unlike any character on the hit television show buffy the vampire slayer because there was no texting yet <laughs> if you want to see those characters text go check out the comic book yeah, so, I mean, there was texting in the world by the end of the show, but I think it was at that weird stage where they hadn't thought of putting text into like shows and movies yet, or they didn't have characters do it and and things. It was it wasn't really until smartphones, I think, where they started really heavily doing that. Uh, yeah, I think also still a relatively new concept. These weren't exactly you know rich kids. Well, I mean, Buffy was a bit more, but you know, they they, they weren't buying all these extravagant things anyway. I remember people having phones and t- like crappy old Nokia things, but like texting, like bef- yeah. you know, like in two thousand. And Buffy was like two thousand three, and it's not like yeah, I went to a, a school with rich kids. <laughs> no, that's fair. So, but hey, you know, webs. Um, anyway, so yeah, next scene. Next scene. Uh, Martin gets a job from a henchman dude, uh, Celestino. Uh, is his name. Well, I should probably learn his name by now. Uh, you know, obviously from Damien. And he actually ends up showing up at the ice rink uh, to come in and ask about the job. And there's some symbolism going on here as well. Uh, they've got Damien's daughters on the ice rink, you know, just doing some figure skating, you know, skating around. Practicing. Practicing and whatnot. And she falls down at one point And, you know, Celestino's like, should we go help her? And Davy's like, nah. She'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it you know, plays into some of the different things we've been seeing, like the idea of building strength, um, the idea of building independence, that, that kind of thing. Uh, it's, it, um, it's, it's one of the weird cases of him treating the women as equal, at least in this case, because he wouldn't help any of his men up. No. We know he does run girls, though, so he's, he's hardly a... No, no, no I think yeah. that's why it's intentional here, where it's personal to him. So mm. it's, it's a separate rule, uh, you know, in this case. Yeah, maybe his tether is his daughter, uh, which would make some sense. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just, just this idea of, of not going over and helping her. And, um, mm. So and, and maybe it's a nice contrast as well of just seeing Janie with her father and just how different this is um, yeah. in, in a lot of ways. Um, how, how they're both very powerful men, although he, him illegally, <laughs> but you know they're both very powerful in different ways. Yeah, uh, uh, and, you know, and complete opposites because you know Janie's is very um, over supportive. Oh sure, yeah. Uh, whereas this is you know the, the complete opposite of her like, utter depend uh, independence. No, no. She, she again this idea of power. Like he wants her to be powerful, so he's he's making sure she gets strength by having to get up herself by not having that that, yeah. that hand hold her up yeah he, he won't be a crutch to help her up yeah uh, but martin comes in sits down next to them and uh, we have this wonderfully long conversation probably the most dialogue martin's had all all episode <laughs> where he's like yeah. so because because he got a photo of the guy he's meant to kill and it's this this uh korean guy and he's like so what did the korean guy do it he's like lots of bad stuff 
I think it's it's no we've been down this path already with Damien, uh, with with Martin yeah. questioning. Um, and then he's like, "What stuff? Really bad stuff." <laughs> Like, like I don't have time to tell you all the bad stuff. We'd be here all day if I had to explain everything. And he's like, I've got time, but I don't. Yeah. You know, and you know, it kind of, it kind of ends there. And I love there's a look that Martin, because Martin doesn't look at him for throughout most of the scene. But at the end of the scene, like right at the end, after he said this, he does just give him this glance before he turns and and goes back out, uh, which I I thought was a, a really nice little beat. Um, yeah. But he he goes and instead of killing him, he he just he get, get, you know well he almost kills him at one point. He stops at the, the lights and you know he's got the gun up to him and he, he chooses not to. Which is an interesting choice itself because again you know that's growth at this stage. It's for, growth. For uh, can I also point out the obvious symbolism of this literally being a crossroads? Yeah, yeah. you know they're at a junction. Uh, it's like it's a crossroads. So um, I think I think what's interesting to me here is this growth is probably earlier than I would have expected given that we're only at episode four. Uh and where we were, what I thought was gonna be his journey, you know, you know, a couple of episodes ago. Um is is quicker getting to this than I would have thought. So uh yeah, a bit, bit more interesting. Yeah, he uh so he he gets him at gunpoint and says, you know, what did you do to piss off Damien? I was supposed to kill you tonight, what did you do? And the guy's obviously scared, but he does eventually admit, oh I owed him money. And he's like, how much? He's like eight thousand and you can just kind of see it in like Martin's face, like that's it. I'm killing it's just someone. Come down to a, a bit of cash yeah. again for for eight grand. That's that's what I'm killing someone for. And he's and we don't necessarily see the all, all the the beats here that play out, but he it was it becomes clear that he said, "Well, you're going to pay him. Whoever you can pay him, however you can get that money, you're going to pay him." So we actually get to the Hideo Kojima <laughs> cameo, <laughs> um, yeah. where he goes to uh, the. I was confused because K- Kojima's uh, Japanese and the the art in the room looked Japanese, so I wasn't entirely sure if like the main crime boss here was Korean or Japanese. I, I was a little bit murky on this, and this is mainly just because I know Kojima's Japanese as as opposed to anything else. But yeah. um, he comes to this mob boss to essentially ask for money, and he gets the money, but through through the shame and dishonor of what he's done to to their their people, their, their their you know their their, their group, their their, their gang or whatever organization yeah um Hideo Kojima takes out a katana and slices off his pinky which my favorite part of this is that it actually flies and hits the glass which yeah Martin is looking through is it's great is glorious it is a fantastic moment absolutely fantastic I mean Kojima with with a sword show complete and and talking talking about laughing again, um, you know, cuts the scene after this where he's giving the money to Damien and they're all standing around in, in this car park, and Damien's like, "You should go to a hospital. That looks quite bad." And he's like, "Oh, uh, I don't have my car here. Can someone give me a give me a lift?" He's like, "No." And then the other guy's like, "But that does look quite bad, though. You should probably go." It's <laughs> <So he> like <laughs> piss off. But he's like, "No, we're good. We're good." Yeah. And this is where Martin says, "Look." I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not killing someone over some money. And Damien offers him a bunch of jobs, including running girls, running drugs, like do, doing all these different things. And he's like, no, I want the the worst of the worst. Like I want the worst guys that you need taken out who need to be taken out. Uh, and it's also worth yeah, mentioning that he does he's, he's willing to do the killing just with a bit more morality to it, or at least his own twisted sense yeah. of morality. Well, it's worth mentioning he does turn down payment, uh, his cut of like getting this money back. And I think, again, given that money is one of the big themes of this, a show and yeah 
it's the first time that we've seen really decline to you know money yeah and it's this idea that that power doesn't come from that and you know because again where it runs even in the scene with Janie and her father he had to bring up his worth he had to bring up money as if that's how he calculates how important he is yeah and you know um, we we talked before about you know how, how sparsely decorated his apartment was you know yeah. he, he doesn't spend money uh, seemingly on anything well much. stuffed tigers Not the damn flag again oh i thought we were talking about the dad i was talking about stuffed tigers from uh oh, okay from uh yeah. thingy but yeah yeah no, no martin has the flag with the the, the, the rubies and yeah. whatnot yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a damn expensive flag <laughs> you know if you get a custom made map it costs like thousands and thousands that's what this flag was it was like a, it was like a 10 grand flag that he's just yeah. got on his wall No! Are you back? I didn't go anywhere. Oh, you froze for a sec. At least you were st- you were sitting so still that I thought your internet cut out, and I was like, no! Oh, oh okay. I, I did say something, so I assume that didn't come uh, out. It cut out for a second then. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Oh, okay. fine. Disaster averted. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> My internet has been a little bit spotty over the last couple of days, which yeah. is why the, why the panic more than usual. So he's given this pair, uh, who are not local, they're, they're in uh, New New Mexico. Um, no, sorry, Albuquerque. It was Albuquerque, um, uh, which I basically know is Breaking Bad land at this point. Um, but he is like these two guys. And he's like, okay, what did they do? And like, oh, they're uh, the pornographers. Uh, they make rape films, and it's like, okay, this this is kind of the what he's looking for. This kind of thing. So we end the episode with him leaving, and he actually like turns down a a thing with Vigo. Vigo phones him and is like, hey, have you got time today or whatever? And he's like, uh, no, I'm going out of town for a few days. He was renting a car to go and do it's this his own thing to do yeah um so i'll be really interested in the next episode presumably we're going to get this this mission of like tracking down these two and um like, i'm looking forward to i'm looking forward to the, the stalking and, yeah and, do, do, does he like decide to like confirm it for himself like does he like is he willing to take damien's word or like you know what does he do with I, it? I, I, what's more interesting if if he does his own investigation and it is exactly what damien says uh, or if it's and it's not because like, i think both are potentially interesting mm. uh, outcomes because if it is then it's okay it kind of justifies his own morality he can go through with it um but if it's not uh, does does he grapple with that a bit more this feel this does feel like a turning point for the show i would argue that this feels at the end of act one that's this this dramatic turning point for his character yeah um, i agree which is why like i say i'm a little bit shocked at uh, how much growth he's had considering it's kind of still just act one yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, what else have we got in store for him over the next, yeah. you know, six episodes? So, uh, it's very good. I, I wanted to note down as well. My last note for this uh, was just the word pinky. I was feeling confident about everything after that, so I just wrote down pinky <laughs> for the for the pinky scene. <laughs> yeah. It's a great scene as it is. Um, so, no, I it's interesting. I, I'm a little bit annoyed because I I do remember having like an analytical thought during one scene as I was. Uh, going through it again because it had been a while and i wanted to re- review it but i had, uh, but you didn't jot it down and I, I, I didn't enjoy it down. i thought no i remember that i didn't remember it. i'm annoyed at myself now um <laughs> so that's a bummer that, that's because you thought you'll remember it exactly that's exactly why it is um but hey hey that's episode four of dark uh, sorry not dark that's the other thing we're reviewing right now uh, that we've been doing a lot of, so it's on the brain. But that is episode four of Tool to Die Young. 
and we'll be back with episode five uh quicker than it took to get episode four um yeah we're planning on recording that uh, on sunday so hopefully that means you'll have it on monday tuesday uh the next one so yeah there you go so let us know what you thought of this episode in the comments below. Like and subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the, the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the show and the channel and everything we do here, you can head over to patreon.com slash TV and you can support us for as little as $1 per month. You get some stuff early, you get some exclusives. Uh, worth having a look. It also has a handy list. Uh, you don't have to be a patron to see this, but it has a handy list of all the uh, different audio feeds where all the different TV show and movie reviews go and everything else that we do. So uh, go, go and have a look at that. Uh, also rate us on your podcast podcast app uh you know gives a five star or whatever it uh, helps other people find us on that app uh but that is uh that is us and i mentioned dark that's what we're reviewing from netflix right now and um, we also have handmaid's tale weekly big little lies weekly i'm doing legion on my own weekly there's a lot of tv on right now uh, that we're, we're covering and just as we finish dark actually is right about the time stranger things will be uh, starting up which uh this will i mean tool today i'll we'll probably overlap with that a little bit yeah but... i mean if this is going up monday tuesday i think stranger things starts thursday so we'll yeah. probably get that up early for late thursday early friday yep that's the plan so uh yeah so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it and as, as always if you're enjoying our discussions of these it's not they're not entirely dissimilar of our of our very uh, lengthy and dare I say good Twin Peaks discussions that we did a couple of years ago for every single episode of that so uh, check out that uh, but that is it so thank you once again for watching and listening we always appreciate it keep watching TV guys have you got any vanilla